Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with author, coach, and speaker, Jane Wessler. After spending decades as a psychotherapist and attorney, she has written eight books, including two novels. Her work inspires others to have courage and to reframe their lives to create better outcomes. She was a young single mother who had a goal, graduate college with straight A's. Ultimately, she graduated summa cum laude, first in her class, and enjoyed a career as a psychotherapist, then an attorney. Now, an author. It's a great story. Enjoy this interview. Hi, Joe Domino. I'm very well. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you for taking a minute out today. My pleasure. Thanks for giving me one. Absolutely. So, where are you located exactly? Right now, I am in a city called St. Cloud, Florida, uh, which is just southeast of Orlando, Florida. Okay. Wonderful. Well, it's it's great to meet you, and before we get into your life work, I want to know the last three years with COVID, living through a pandemic, how did you survive it, and how did it subsequently change the way that you live your life and conduct business now? Uh, wow. How did I survive it? I survived it by doubling down and finding resources uh to maintain my curiosity, my intellectual curiosity and my spiritual life and by getting connected online with people. And uh, that has been a great boon to me. Uh, it enabled me to uh, find a, a community in which I, I finally published um, my books and uh and I've been writing ever since and and so how has it changed my life um, I, I think it's narrowed my world uh it, it's um, you know it's good and bad Joe it's made me realize how precious life is and made me take stock of that um and it's it's because I did double down and I did. Uh, try to nourish my spiritual life and get connected online, I have a whole new group of people around the globe with whom I'm connected, and that's really cool. So I'll just focus on the positive. Yeah, there's a lot no. of, there's a, yeah, there's a lot of negative. We don't want to focus on that. Yeah, no, I get it. Absolutely. You've had a very interesting life. You know, you've been a psychotherapist attorney, author, but I really want to boil down what you do right now in your life. So I'm going to hypothetically put you in front of a bunch of third graders at a career day at a grade school, and one of the kids will look up at you and say, what do you do for a living? How do you answer them? Well, that is a great uh, setting. Uh, well, what do I do for a living? I help people as they're getting older and their bones are getting thinner and weaker to realize that they don't have a disease as, uh, do I have to keep this at an eight-year-old level? <laughs> they, um, I, I help them find ways to strengthen uh, and grow their bones uh, without medication. And I write books. Uh, I've written and published eight books, and I am working on book number nine. Uh, and, and that's what I do. I'm an, I'm an author and I'm a bone coach, 
little boy. <laughs> That's wonderful. I love it. So when you were in the third grade, when you were growing up, what was your dream career? What did you want to be when you grew up? Huh. Hmm. That's a great question. I wanted to be a race car driver, Joe. I wanted to get out there on the track and race cars. Perfect. So are you happy with what you're doing now, with how everything turned out? I am happy, and I think happiness is a side product of finding and fulfilling one's purpose. I think purpose is really important. I think more and more people are understanding that, and I think COVID perhaps has helped us uh, narrow our vision and, and realize that. Uh, so I'm I'm being fulfilled, and I and that's uh, I think that's one of the ways to happiness. So the answer is yes. That's the, the short answer is yes, and that's it. So let's get into how all of this began for you. You know, you've obviously you're you you give in, in your professions. You give as a writer. How did all these seeds begin for you in childhood? You know, kind of where you were born and raised and how these seeds were, were planted to become who you are today? What a fantastic question. My mom raised us pretty much single-handedly. Uh, I'm the youngest of four children. My mom is a... You, to look at her, you'd think she was an ordinary person, and the older I get, the more extraordinary I realize that she actually is. And... She, when I meet people and they realize that I'm Betty's daughter, their face changes from that initial stranger hesitancy to big smile wreathing the face. Oh, I love Betty because my mom is kind and generous to everyone. And I watched her do that all of her life and I watched her encounter the difficulties of her life over and over again and well, she may have gotten knocked down. She never got knocked out. And she always got back up. And she always kept going forward. Part of that is a faith that she's had that was instilled in her as a, uh, accidentally as a young child. Maybe you call it providence or the universe or what have you. It wasn't her parents because they were quite dysfunctional. But so watching my mom be this incredible person. Uh, she nurtured us that way and she led us by example. And so that that's what made me become that. And, and, and a lot of the offshoots of it, some of the books I read as a kid um, that she had herself chosen uh, that uh, planted seeds and it nurtured seeds in me uh, to do that. She became a nurse when she was... I'm air quoting here, allowed to do so after my father died when when we were all young. Uh, and so, again, you know, it's a giving profession. Um, and even now at 91 years old and being mentally extraordinarily sharp but physically infirm, she is still giving to people. And someone was recently unkind to her uh last year someone said something really nasty to her 
uh, someone said, oh, look, it's everybody's darling because this person was jealous and saw that my mom was getting attention. Not that my mom has ever courted attention. She, she doesn't. Uh, but people respond to her because she's kind and thoughtful and she listens. And and when my mom told me the story, uh, it just clicked for me that I was going to write a book called Everybody's Darling. And although I made it a fiction novel, I my purpose was to in, to capture and instill her essence in that book, much as you would an exotic perfume or elixir so that I could share it with people uh, who may not have had the same experience that I have had uh, or just need need some hope or or something some comfort uh, so that they could read my mom's story and and gain that from it so you may have already answered this question but I'm curious who's consistently been a hero for you in your life my mom, for sure. My mom. And my husband, too. My husband is, of my husband of 30 years, is the calm to my storm. I'm the go, go, go person, and he's the what's the rush guy. Let's look at the roses. <laughs> I like to look at roses, too, but I I see them as I'm speeding by in my race car. Um, and he's unflappable. Um, so he's also a hero. And my kids, you know, my kids are actually heroes of my life. They are because they're, they're survivors and I've watched them grow and do amazing things and, uh, they're doing a lot of good in the world. So if you can meet one person alive on the planet right now and talk to them, who would it be? Oh my God. One person alive right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, wow. You know, I, I've seen that people get asked this question before, and I've never actually answered it for myself. Um, oh, gosh. How do I choose one, Joe? How do I choose one? I'm thinking that. It's hard. You know, Stephen King, because uh, I, I so admire his work. He's an incredible writer and a really neat person. Um, or Glenn Kirshner, who's keeping us abreast of, of justice, because justice matters. Uh, I'm a lawyer, you know, so I, I watch that kind of stuff. Um, some, so I guess I have to give you an answer. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess I'll have, I'll have to go with Stephen King, even though it grates on me, Joe, to, to pick one person. Well, how about Abe Lincoln? Abe's not alive. I guess I can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. The criteria, but no, Stephen King's great. That kind of leads in naturally into my next question. You know, we are all inspired by the art that that we immerse ourselves with in our lives. What was the first book for you growing up that you read that really even either opened up the window to you loving reading or made you want to write? That's a two-pronged question for me because I've always loved writing. And I remember in the fifth grade, I had a teacher named Mr. Beer. And he was the coolest guy, only I didn't really understand that then. But he let me bring in a, a story that my older sister had written. And I read it to the class, and they were 
spellbound. And I thought, this is so cool, this this whole thing that's happening. And and I've always loved to read. I, I read Inky the Seeing Eye Dog uh, when I was probably around the fifth grade. And it was a book about a kid who goes blind because of an accident and how he has to learn how to be a blind person. And that also inspired my strong feeling of justice for people with disabilities, which is what I, who I went on to represent as, a, as an attorney. And we also raised seeing eye dogs in my house. Um, so that was one book. Um, another book, there are two other books that my mom, when I was a teenager, I remember reading from her Book of the Month Club, even though we didn't have much money, she spent money on books. And I read The Chosen, um, which is a book by Haim Potok about the Jewish experience uh, in New York City. What a great book. And I so I identified with with that. And also a book called Christie, uh, a book about a young woman who actually becomes like a social worker in the Appalachian Mountains in the 1800s. And um, that inspired me to go on and and be that kind of give in the in a giving profession. So every day you wake up, <clears throat> excuse me, you have these things that you want to do. There's things that get you out of bed that motivate you through the day. But what is it ultimately that motivates you? That makes you who you are and makes you accomplish what you want to get done? Life, life wellness, fitness, health, intermingling with the world, seeing the good in the world, uh, uncovering the good in people because we are at a terrible crossroads right now, it appears, with people fighting and hating each other because they put a label on the other person. We need to do better than that in this amazing country we're so lucky to be born in. And... We, we need to remember that. We need to remember that our our fellow citizens uh, have good inside of them. Everyone, pretty much everyone does. And um, and I want to uncover that. In fact, I, I'm finishing my third novel, ninth book, um, that just goes. It, it it involves a catalyst, a catalyst of a uh, a 100 year storm, a, a hurricane. Uh, and it was inspired by me living through Hurricane Sandy in 2012. And I use that as a catalyst to cause people, everyday people, some very selfish people, to realize what's important and precious in life and to to let go of, of me first and, and serve other people in the community and find that just a joy and beauty in that. So... Let's say you have a dream tonight. You run as a younger version of yourself, say in your 20s, and you could give that version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom that you've gained, the roads, the, the avenues that you've been down in your life. What what advice would you give your younger self? Trust yourself. Believe in yourself. Listen to your heart because we, we often, a lot of us doubt ourselves. I, I think... Women do so more than men. I don't mean to be sexist or judgmental, but I, I 
at my age have seen a lot of that, that women often will will subsume themselves uh, when other people tell them that what they're thinking is not correct. And, and I did have that experience as a younger woman, and I, I still get it today as a lawyer going into court uh, as a female in society. Uh, and I'm, I happen to be kind of a small person, too. And so you're small of stature and you're female. Um, peop- and I don't mean to go off on a tangent. I won't uh, if you you know don't want me to say that. But um, No, you're fine. You're fine. Tr- you know, trust yourself. You know, trust yourself. What has been one of the best client responses or reader responses, anything that you created or provided for somebody Kind of a fan letter, so to speak, that you always remember. Well, what that, you have such great questions. You must have been doing this either doing this a, or a long time, or you just you have a natural gift because these are great questions. And by the way, I was a journalist when I was young. Um, it's funny you should ask. I had a client online session yesterday. And this woman, it was a, it was a, a session for uh, a person who ha- is having, uh, has been diagnosed with osteoporosis. And, you know, people freak out when that happens because it is very frightening and, and doctors will often tell us to go on medication. And medication is not without risks. Uh, some, some of the risks are, are potentially lethal. And so like most people, she was, afraid, bewildered, confused, uh, worried. And she said to me, I found you. She said, I looked around and I found people talking about you and your books. And she said, I got your books. And she said, you've given me hope. And she said a lot of other things, but she said, this is your purpose. She said, you're here for a reason. And for someone to find me, out of the blue, uh, and tell me those things was almost a surreal experience because it's something that's been on my heart compelling me to act. Uh, It's not as if I have to remind myself to, I've written three books about bones, I created a Facebook group, and every day I'm letting people in, and every day I'm talking with these people. Uh, I want to do this. I want to help these people. And in so doing, I help myself too. And and I gain the support by giving the support. So of all of these things that you've done and accomplished in your life, what are you the proudest of? At the end of the proverbial day, what puts a smile on your face? Um, my husband, who's just a wise father and husband, my sons who are police officers in the worst climate I have ever seen, and I'm so proud of them because the job has gotten so, so ugly and dangerous and difficult, and I'm so proud of the way they conduct themselves when all the world is throwing eggs and rocks and spitting on them, and they stand in their shoes, and they save people's lives, they rush to help people, even when their colleagues have been shot in the head. And I'm so proud of that. And I'm so proud of their their spouses 
who are also incredible. One's a nurse, the other's a police officer. And my daughter, who has had some of the worst experiences that life could offer, and she's just brilliant. And uh, I'm just really just proud, so proud of them. That's wonderful. I love that answer. So let's ultimately get to the to the heart of who you are. And I want to know, everyone out there has a perception of you, your family, your friends, clients, readers, colleagues, but ultimately you live your life. You're in control of it. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? <laughs> I am... If I'm just thinking inside my head or talking to you in an empty room, just the two of us, I I am a remarkable person. I have almost limitless mental energy, and I drive myself to do the right thing. And I'm an excellent writer. Uh, It's a gift. It's a gift. I can't take credit for it. It was given to me like a shining golden orb. It's my responsibility to use it for good. Um, and I'm, I'm good with people, and I'm good when people are upset and distraught. And I, I have been in some of the most challenging situations um, around. I've been uh, on a locked psychiatric unit with with. Uh, young people who've tried to kill themselves. I've been with their parents who are distraught or really dysfunctional. I've been with people who are in the worst kinds of situations and have worked with them as an attorney and have sometimes taken the brunt of their rage. And I let that wash over me and I reach in and I find the injury and I try to heal it and that is what sets me apart that's wonderful Jane if anybody out there wants to learn more about you get your books hire you anything revolving around your world where's the best place to go Um, my new website should be up and running today it's that you can find me there Jane Wessler and my name has a Y in it so it's J-A-Y-N-E Wessler W-E-S-L-E-R dot com there's help and hope there my books are there Uh, if anyone out there has a problem with, with their bones with their bone density with fractures please find me at osteoporosis or osteopenia question mark increase your bone density without medication on facebook Um, reach out to me there's help and hope uh, for that and uh, all my books are on amazon and you can look me up at jane wessler um, on amazon.com and my books are also going up on kobo and that's where you can find me jane this has been wonderful thank you for being so open and for all the work you do it's wonderful you have a fascinating uh ride and you've done so much i appreciate it joe thank you very much for doing this you're an amazing person 
Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Thank you.